0: Hey team, this is Grant Collins, and welcome to the Basement Philanthropy Podcast, a podcast for micro-philanthropists who do not want to wait until they are rich or retired to create good with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the word philanthropy and why you should start associating yourself with the title philanthropist. So let's get started. Out of all the questions that I get when I am asked about basement philanthropy, probably the number one question that people ask me is, what is philanthropy? And I found that actually to be really interesting. And the reason why it's so interesting is philanthropy is a pretty well-known term when it's used in certain contexts to describe billionaires giving away fortunes or large-scale organizations being involved with disaster relief. And it's not often associated with the ordinary individual. And it it, it really got me thinking, am I overstepping my boundary? Like, is the way that I am using philanthropy actually accurate when it comes to the definition of philanthropy and what it was set out to describe? And so the other day I got really curious because on my LinkedIn profile, I have as my header that I am a micro philanthropist. I gave myself that title. I went out there, typed it in, felt really cool. And I realized that in this whole time that I've been creating basement philanthropy, I have never looked up the definition of philanthropy to make sure that I was actually involved with something or like in the lane of what the actual definition is of this word. And so the other day I jumped on Google and I typed in definition of philanthropy. And what was so interesting to me when I started reading through the different definitions, there was a, a bunch of definitions that came up, was that the only qualifying thing around the word philanthropy, to be involved with philanthropy or to call yourself a micro philanthropist or a philanthropist is doing good with resources. Like that's it. There's, there's no other qualifier to philanthropy. There's no, you have to donate $10,000. You have to donate a million dollars. You have to do X, Y, and Z. There's nothing on the actual definition to my relief, my, my big relief. Uh, that's it. And so it really got me thinking, why is it that the word philanthropy feels so unreachable? Why is it so unrelatable for me to walk around and say, hey, like I'm I'm a philanthropist. Like I'm involved with philanthropy. And for me, as I've walked down this path, I've realized that it's because of the way that we have associated it in the news, online, in history. It's so often associated with people like Melinda French Gates or Warren Buffett or these huge organizations like UNICEF and the Red Cross. And I I love the work of everybody that I've I've just mentioned, but it's so strange to me that we've built this moat around philanthropy. And as I have thought about it more and more, I've started to realize that Unfortunately, I don't think it's because of admiration. Like there is definitely something that these groups are doing on large scale, on a, on a macro scale. But unfortunately my belief and my experience has been that as an individual talking for myself, I believe that I've associated philanthropy with those organizations and people because I actually don't view myself as mattering or being enough, my money being enough to have a real impact, to qualify myself to be a philanthropist. And that that hit me. It hit me so much that I'm going to be doing A whole podcast on on that topic of, of mattering and how philanthropy can help us actually see that we matter. But it was so interesting for me to discover that for me, I have created that moat so that I can really just live my life away from challenges and problems that are happening on a global scale and that are happening. On a local scale, it really it it, it was so it was so eye opening for me to work through this, and so why like why should we care? And why am I trying to really ground this term in micro philanthropy? Well, one of the biggest reasons is what we often do instead of seeing ourselves of getting involved is we often take this route of burying ourselves in activities all under the ruse of relaxation. And just so everybody knows up front, I am all about relaxation. Like it's such an important part of our lives. So there's nothing wrong with Netflix. There's nothing wrong with Instagram. There's nothing wrong with TikTok, but there's something wrong with the way that we are using these things to separate ourselves from reality. And reality is that there are people around the world, but specifically in your sphere of influence, that you can help, that you can make an impact in their lives, that I can make an impact in their lives. And at 2.30 in the morning, after watching... TikToks for four hours straight about golden retrievers. You know, I I look up into the dark ceiling above my bed and just don't like I, I feel so much more disconnected and unrelaxed than I did when I started. And what I found is when I get involved with bridging the gap into reality that that starts to change. When I start to wake up to the situations around me and then see myself as actually mattering in those conversations, in the challenges and the struggles that are happening, that actually connects me. It connects me to the people around me. It connects me to the world. And that's where I've started to feel something that, I haven't felt anywhere else. I haven't felt with luxury. And social science has told us this over and over and over and over again, like it's so well documented that more money, more luxury after a point doesn't make a huge difference and more luxury isn't isn't going to fill the void. And that what will fill the void is giving and seeing outside of ourselves and finding happiness and purpose and meaning in the world around us it's so well documented, but it's so not implemented. I it's it's a little bit um, baffling to me about myself, not just about everybody else like it's baffling to me about myself. And as I think about my journey, I really am starting to understand that it's because I just didn't know how. Like I knew it was out there, but I just didn't know how to do it. So I'll I'll give you an example of why your money matters and how you could see that show up. So the average American makes about $51,000 a year in salary. If you break that down into a per paycheck amount, it comes out to be around $1,600 a paycheck after tax. So this is money that you're actually taking home. If you took 7% of that income and put it towards philanthropy or creating good in, in some way, that would be about $112. So if you look at $112 and start to think, what could I do with $112? I have had the experience that, that there are a lot of things. But I'll give you an example of something that has been on my mind recently and that I'm going to be doing in the coming weeks. Everybody knows a teacher. I come from a family of teachers. Both of my parents were teachers. I have a sister who is currently a teacher. And one thing that is common knowledge is that teachers spend their own salary On supplies and activities that occur when there is a gap in funding that the school has. And in fact, I was looking on the internet and there's a nonprofit that does this work that is focused on resources for for teachers. And they did a study and found that teachers spend an average of $750 a year of their own money on their students to be able to make their their, their teaching uh, uh, more relatable and uh, invest in, in these kids. And so what would it do to somebody, to a teacher, if they had an extra $112? And what would it do to us if we called up that teacher and said, hey, like, here's what i'm here's what I've wanted to do like i i i I've wanted to get involved and and I didn't really know how to do it and and I thought of you and I'm just wondering like is is there any supplies that you're missing in your classroom? Is there any activity that you haven't been able to do that I could sponsor? I have this hundred and twelve dollars and man i I would love to sponsor that and a step further could be. What if, if if it's an activity? What if I came in and volunteered? So not only are you helping the teacher, but your impact is all of a sudden exponentially pushed across the children who that teacher teaches. So not only have you impacted yourself by getting involved in that, the teacher by providing them something that they don't have to provide out of their own pocket, but you're also pushing that impact to the te- to the teacher students and like man how how incredible would that be how much better would that be than catching up on the next episode of your favorite show or watching reels over and over and over again like i can tell you from my personal experiences i've i've started to get involved in this it, it, it is unreal. It is absolutely unreal the difference that that can make. I'll share one last thing before uh, I, I wrap up, up this. During Christmas time, I was walking into my, my church. And I looked over to my right as I, I walked into the chapel and I saw a donation table, and on this donation table it was pretty sad there was there was three rolls of toilet paper on this donation table and a little sign that said the particular charity that they were talking about and this this drive was announced and in the church meeting and the next week I almost had deja vu because I walked in the chapel and I saw the exact same thing, an empty table. And so I decided, Hey, I'm going to do something here. So I contacted a friend that is very connected within this church community. And we spent about 20 minutes making a video. We sent out that video to around 30 people. And, oh, excuse me. We sent out that video to probably a hundred people. 30 people responded over the course of the next two or three days. And we raised $900 in three days. So if you're keeping track at home, this is about 30 minutes that I've spent so far in this. With that $900, we went to Costco and we bought diapers and toilet paper because that is what they were asking for at this this charity. And we we brought over the church, we filled up these tables that looked so barren before. And I have never had a better Christmas than this last Christmas. I've never felt closer to Christmas, the spirit of Christmas, what Christmas means to me, than I did this Christmas as I was working through that. And it just goes to show. How powerful this can be like small scale giving, individual giving, you and I going out and using our resources to create good in the world. Like, why does that matter? And, and why should you care? It's because not only the impact that you can have on the people outside, but the impact that you can have on yourself. I'm 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 thrilled to just be talking about this. I I'm I'm sitting here in my basement. Those of you who are watching the video podcast, you're 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 seeing this live in terms of 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 where I'm at. And it's just it's just an amazing feeling to be able to be involved with this. And you you matter. You 100% matter. You and your money regardless of the amount. Well team, that's a wrap for me. Let's go create some good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.